0: Have you hugged a ripen, wagered a podcast bet, toasted to friends at Clover Pint? Prove it all to your friends with CrossFit merch, available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to Ghostbusters HQ shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend.
1: Oh, boy. Can you guys feel that? Do you you feel what's coming this week? It's going to be one hell of a week, everybody. Hey, welcome to the program this week on the show. uh, We've got a lot coming up in the next few days, obviously. Uh, But uh, for now, we've got your voicemails. We're going to play all the voicemails that we've been holding on to because I have a feeling that the phone lines are going to start flooding about something else. Stay tuned. Here we go. Uh, Welcome to this here podcast this uh, episode we're gonna turn over the phone lines uh, to you We're gonna turn over the recording to you you've already you've already used the phone lines I don't know why I said that but uh, yes, we've got uh, voicemails that we're gonna be playing this week um, And it's kind of in anticipation of the gloriousness that I think is is going to be happening this week so um, uh, fear not uh, even though uh, Chris and I are not doing a proper episode uh, proper things are coming um, I, I'm sure everybody's like, nah, "Who cares about you guys?" And eh, that's fine. I, I don't. I don't care about me either. But uh, <laughs> that's it's, been a, it's been another rough week. Self-deprecating humor for the win. Um, but uh, so here we go. We're just gonna open up the uh, the good old voicemail box and uh, let you guys do the talking. So here goes some voicemails. Hi, Troy and Chris. Ross May here.
0: And I have the results of our Ghostbusters Fantasy draft. Wait, Troy has already called it? Boy, he sure is cocky. And the real winner is? Oh, it is Troy, with 24 votes. Well, congratulations. I think we have a new career for you in casting. Chris's cast got 7 votes. That's nice. Let's see, I came in third with no votes. I'm not angry. I guess I'm just disappointed. Here I thought everyone loved Rick Moranis as much as I do, but I guess I was mistaken. It's fine. I'll call up Disney and tell them they can cancel the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel. I guess none of you care to see Rick Moranis again. I hope you're all very pleased with your decisions. Congratulations, Troy.
2: We saw it. We killed him.
1: We kicked its ass. I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. I liked it regardless, uh, and I felt like it was very appropriate for me being the winner. Anyway, here's the next voicemail.
2: Hey, Chris and Troy, and all the ghost heads out there. This is Pablo, um, from New York, and I'm calling because I was, uh, listening and re-listening to last week's episode where Troy went solo and spoke about Ted Lasso and the sort of um, little exercise he gave for us fans listening in. Um, firstly, I'd like to say um, that Ted Lasso situation, the, the whole description of characters, uh, I might check it out now because as I was listening it sounded really good but for half the time i was just like what, what? what's going on here uh who huh and then once you Troy, you made it clear that it was about like comparing it to inside out and ghostbusters and how we connect the characters it all started to click in. but for a good minute i was just like yeah okay go on push forward this has to get the ghostbusters somehow <laughs> um uh, but it was a, it was a good listen. I like these. These are very interesting uh, stuff. I might need to call, make another call just so that I could share my whole thoughts. But in regards to Ghostbusters and the characters themselves, meaning like the main four characters and how we connect to them and feel with them, especially during this pandemic, Um started, I think, as I've grown older, I went from somebody who was more like a ray, who's very childlike, to becoming uh a bit of a Winston in my teen years as regarding how I treat other people and myself and then now I'm somewhere between uh all four of them and I think over time it becomes more cynical <laughs> due to life's uh realities of reaching my twenties and, and all that and um I, I think the interesting thing to think about is just how well defined those characters are. And when you think about it, the movie has a very basic plot. Um, nothing really complex, but nothing too simple either. But it's so basic that really what draws you in the whole thing through the whole thing are the characters more than the story itself. Um, and, Sometimes it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to look back at how growing up, I really wanted to identify with say like Peter Venkman. I think a lot of fans will say that, that they identified with Peter Venkman as a kid because he was a cool guy. You, You grasp onto him a lot. And I think this is Bill Murray's charm because it's so interesting when you're a kid to see somebody who you're told not to be like them and to be like them has somehow garnered success. What I mean is like growing up, being a smart aleck, you know, wise guy, and this is a New York, is not something that parents want to deal with with their kids. And I ended up being more like a, a shy reserved kid, but like very playful and, and wanting to be friends with others and, and play nice. So, I ended up in the rate category, and um in my own interest, I would act like egon and researching and and, and uh, looking up stuff that I was interested in, um, be it uh, stuff I learned in school or stuff I'd seen on on t v But I think for kids, Linkman is definitely someone people gear towards a lot because. Ray and Egon, although they're also outliers, and Winston is kind of an outlier, and Bankman is an outlier. Nathan is definitely the cool guy who can say these stuff, he can be talked down to, he can be, you know, called out, but he's still true to his character. And I think that's something that people really gravitate towards. I like to gravitate towards, unfortunately, I think I've become more like the cynical part of um, Peter than I'd like to be, uh, is, you know, life and it's hardships. But I think more often than not when you interact with other folks online, they they're kinda like they wanna they get, folks online, especially on Twitter and Facebook, they really think they're as funny as Vemin and Bill Murray and snarky as much as they want to be, but they're not as charming. Um but I think the most Great thing people can learn from Ghostbusters is just like, all four characters have wonderful traits that we should adhere to sometimes and, and can, and like see that in ourselves, the, the, these are the best type of people you would like to be with and the best type of person you'd like to be in some fashion. But they're also flawed like us. And I think that's why we see a lot of them, like Troy, you see a lot in the Ted Lasso characters because I think we know that they're flawed and we know that they have negative parts, but we still want to be like them because, or even better than them in some stories. But like with Ghostbusters, definitely want to be like them because they do uh, succeed like they do. And also realize that, you know, you can't be snarky. You can be uh, har- a very childlike, you can be smart and focused and you can be, Loyal and caring and supportive, um, like Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston. And even then, the other characters to themselves, like Janine uh, standing up to Vinkman's BS, or, um, Dana also standing up to Vinkman's BS, but, you know, these are two characters that kind of hold their own, uh, against, uh, others who are like them and not like them. And, they, they 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 bring the best out of people i think that's the wonderful thing that in ghostbusters you they bring the best they should at least make us think and, and bring the best out of us so uh if i was to say i connect to the characters or i see myself in them um i see what i would like to see in myself more often not necessarily uh 100% what i am because i know um Uh, I can never be fully these people, but I would, I would, I would like in so many ways to represent them. And I think this is a good exercise and uh, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I might've even misunderstood the exercise itself, but I really wanted to call in with you guys and hope we hear more of these type of, you know, situations because I think there's a cool psychology to Ghostbusters and the fans and the fandom and and even into other franchises here it's definitely something smarter and, and more refined than I think people in the mainstream pop culture give it for. Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, thanks for having me. Sorry for all the phone calls and the edits you might need to do and the long rambles, but uh I love you guys. And uh Troy, Chris, uh, hang in there, you know, ho- hope you guys and your families and your loved ones are fine. And, you know, we'll, we'll get through this pandemic. If, um, the right tools and the right talent behind everything that needs to go. Um, and to all the ghost heads out there, keep strong. We're almost there to afterlife. Hey, Troy. It's Chris.
3: Uh, I'm still in Alberta. Uh, it's very hot. It's very smoky. And I just got stung by a wasp. So I don't think I can do the podcast this week. I guess I'm calling in sick. I'm calling in stung. All right. I'll talk to you later. Wasps.
0: Hey there, guys. Uh, my name is Tim I'm from uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And after I listened to your latest episode, the one um, that was dealing with talking about the Mandela effect with, with whether or not Slimer pops up at the end of Ghostbusters too, kind of got me back to something like I've wanted to ask some other Ghostbusters fans about for a while. So, uh, got the Time Life set uh, of real Ghostbusters that was released years ago. And going through it, a lot of the episodes, yeah, played out as I remembered. And then I get to the episode RoboBuster. And yeah, there's something that just like I know there's a scene that used to be there that is not there on the D V D sets. I've even like it drove me nuts pulling it up on Amazon Prime, buying the single RoboBuster episode off there. But there's a scene where you have the RoboBuster commercial and Egon, he says, tape it. Okay, then Janine goes to talk to Paul Smart. Slimer gets, uh, blasted by RoboBuster. And then I, I know there's a scene, I remember this vividly, where it has the Ghostbusters going back and looking at the tape of the commercial they recorded and they go pause frame by frame after the ghost has dip- dissipated from Robobusters blasters and you, they start piecing together what's happening where you see like some of the essence of the ghost, like going upwards into the atmosphere. This scene is not on any of the DVDs, but I know I have seen this before. And then even the fact that a little bit earlier in the episode, Egon says, tape it. That's that part's still in the DVD version. So I just wondering, um, does anyone else remember this scene? Um, it has drove me nuts for years, and then after your last episode, I was like, okay, I got to I gotta talk to someone about this one. So, yeah, does anyone remember this scene? Is there a version that, like, do I have one of the box sets that just does not have this scene, or are there other versions that had things left out or put back in? So, yep, anyway, that's uh, that's my message. Uh, yep, first time calling, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to... Jeez, hoping uh, hope am putting my mind to ease somehow. So, all right, keep up the great work with the show. Um, love it every week, and uh, yeah, thanks for your time.
1: Hey, Tim, thanks for calling in, man. That's a uh, boy. That's an interesting one. I do know that uh, the real Ghostbusters episodes that are on the Time Life set. Um, it took a whole lot of archaeological work for them to pull all of the uh, all of those episodes together, and some of them they even sourced from. Uh, like three-quarter inch tapes that were broadcast episode masters, um, and uh, even even some of them were like uh, the the <laughs> the the syndicated versions that were uh, slowed down to extend a little bit of time so they could put more commercial breaks in there. Uh, so it, it's possible that they were edited. Um, I went and I did some digging for you. Um, uh, our good buddy Paul at Spook Central has a good selection of transcripts up that uh, at some point in time he went and transcribed uh, because uh, Paul is has endless energy. I don't know where he gets it from. Uh, he transcribed all of the episodes uh, just to jog my memory uh, about things too, and also just to see if he transcribed something that was outside of the time-life uh, version. And uh, it doesn't look like that that scene occurs in his transcription either. So uh, it could be something that maybe was in another episode. Um, I do know that uh, Egon is very, uh, very concerned when he sees what RoboBuster is doing because it completely violates all of the, the laws of uh, matter. But, um, yeah, if anybody out there uh, has any insight, uh, hit up our, our social media and, uh, or even just call into the voicemail and we'll try to convey it back to Tim. Cause that's, a, that's a fascinating one. That's really good. Uh, here we go. More voicemails.
3: Hello, greetings, CrossRap. This is Joe from the Atlanta Ghostbusters once more. Uh, you yes, asked about uh, what we thought of the uh, the and Thrall uh, Ghostbusters uh, theme song attempt, and uh, d- in discussing all the other ones, my thoughts are, uh, as always, I want more music from a Proton Pack. Uh, so I would, I think the move here is if we find those other two songs, like the one from that sales reel and the one from the from the early trailer. Um, and, uh, we're, they're not going to be in any better condition, I don't think, than the Hughes and Thrall one. And I don't know that we're going to find a better condition of the Hughes and Thrall one, considering that came from the source. Uh, so I think what we need to do is we need to find ghost heads who know how to make music, uh, to try and make some clean covers of these songs as best as we can for what little, what, what remains and what survives, and, uh, and put those out into the world. We need to, you know, we need to put that out there ourselves since we're not going to get the original. Uh, and I think that would be, that'd be a fun thing to throw, throw there on the playlist. I mean, it's hours long at this point. Uh, just hitting, hitting it on shuffle and having that come up as a surprise would be great. Anyway, if anyone else agrees with me, uh, and especially anyone who has any musical talent, unlike myself, uh, feel free to steal that idea. Thanks. Have a great one. Don't wait another
1: minute. Pick up your phone and call
0: the professionals. Ghostbusters! Ghost I'm sorry,
3: we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Is dead.
0: No kidding. Just give me the address.
3: Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional cross On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charging.
1: short and to the point episode. Uh, yeah, I, I figured, guys, this is the calm before the storm. Obviously, we know that uh, some some stuff, some big stuff is on the horizon here. And I wanted to make sure that we got all of the voicemails uh, that were uh, queued up from the last few episodes, particularly the Ted Lasso ones. You guys all really responded to that, which is kind of funny because um, I rambled on and on and on. And as you heard uh, our, our good friend Pablo say, He gave me a good benefit of the doubt for two minutes there. Uh, Thanks for sticking through the two minutes and not turning it off, Pablo. Uh, Anyway, uh, yes, it's been uh, very fun with Mr. Chris Stewart uh, out on vacation, Um, but uh, he is coming back just in time uh, for some some serious fun, and uh, if you're feeling slighted by just this short 20-minute episode, don't worry. Um by now you've, you've, you've probably gotten the hint some other stuff is, is happening. So uh, you're going to have too much of us in your ear holes uh, or eye holes, eye holes, ear holes. Both of, that didn't sound good. None of that sounded good. Um, it's hot and I'm tired and uh, it's, I'm staring at a, a Monday schedule here this morning that is just... I don't know what to do with it. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to be back. There's going to be a whole lot more, and uh, Chris will join us for it, so don't don't you worry. Um, stay close to the CrossRip social media feeds. Uh, we will give you all of the programming notes for all of the breakdowns and all of the stuff that you need to know. Uh, that That is a given, that's for sure. Uh, we are on the precipice of afterlife. But that also doesn't sound good. Man, What is ro- everything is just morbid today. Football is death. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, everybody. <laughs> stay, stay calm. Uh, don't forget to breathe and uh, enjoy the ride. That's all I can say. See you on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip. Visit us at
0: protoncharging.com,
2: ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. <laughs> Next week, though, hairless Cats. We're so